Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, part of our year-long journey of thinking about courageous connections. This is our first podcast in the month of April, and as you know, we typically have monthly themes that guide us. We have in January, February, March, and this month we're off theme. We are in random selection, and maybe think of it as the you know podcast surprise month. Who knows what you'll get each week? So that's what April is going to be. And this week, to kick us off, I really wanted to talk about travel that, or I'm sorry, courageous connections that happened beyond our technology. And one of my most favorite ways to encounter connections is through travel. And, you know, it just so happens right now I'm in the middle of a travel experience off to Denver, Colorado for something. And so I'm part of doing that whole thing. You know, you you get ready, you drive to the airport, you park your car, you got to take a shuttle from the long-term parking to or the parking to the airport, then you've got to go through security, then you've got to wait in a waiting room, you know, the deal, the drill, all those kinds of things where there's just opportunity. And I'm very aware of the fact, both myself and others, that so many of those spaces in between, sitting on the shuttle from the parking area to the airport or standing in line at the um, security space or waiting in the waiting room, you know, what are we doing? We have our eyes on our phone and we're sending those last few messages, we're on Facebook, we're playing a game, we're doing all those things that are kind of just keeping us engaged in ways, but it's also keeping our attention away from everything else that's around us. And for me, what I've always discovered is some of the most amazing experiences of connection that come from lifting up my eyes and making those live person, face-to-face, person-to-person connections that happen beyond the screen of our technology. And so I wanted to talk about those today and make maybe a little bit of a plug for us, even if we don't lift up all the time, but to set aside times that we lift up our eyes beyond the technology to remember ourselves in connection to the people around us. And so this journey of connections happened, it started on the shuttle from the airport parking to the airport. And at the very um, gate where I was, you know, standing, the, the shelter waiting for the shuttle, you know, there was a family there. It's amazing. It all had to do with families this time. You know, there's a family that was there waiting to get on and, you know, they had little kids and they had lots of luggage and all of that kind of stuff. And just, we were there for just a moment, but we had this sweet little connection around just helping them get all of their stuff onto the shuttle and get situated and just kind of seeing the smiles of the family getting ready to go off on a trip somewhere. And I'm on the shuttle and it's amazing because then there's a couple more opportunities. There is um, another woman who gets on, a single mom traveling with two little kids and, you know, helping her to get all of her luggage situated and things like that, which was so hard to do when everything's moving so quickly. Um, and, you know, nothing really spectacular had happened at this point, but when we were getting off the shuttle at the airline, the family that had been getting on at the same time that I had initially, we hadn't really spoken, but we just kind of got onto the shuttle They were coming off, and I said to them, you know, can I help you get the luggage off? And you know how it is, and so often people say, no, 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 whatever, I've got it. And this young man, a couple was probably in their, like, late 20s, early 30s, two little kids, I guess probably mid-30s, and 
he said, yes. And it was such a great moment and helped them get the luggage off. And I said, it's so hard. I mean, there's so much here, you know, traveling and two little kids. And he said, and this is only two of the four, which immediately made me think, oh my gosh. So, you know, what, what all the arranging they had to do to situate the other two so that they could be traveling with these two kids. And just, you know, to be able to have this moment of connection of being able to be helpful and also being able to be in, you know, both the excitement and everything that must have led up to them getting to that point. And it's so brief. But what I found is as much as there was some help for him and getting the luggage off and making things just a smidgen easier in that moment for them, the impact on me was probably even more profound. And I just felt like, wow, what a beautiful opportunity, you know, just to have a glimpse of this family. And that was really exciting. And so I go in and I'm feeling really happy. Good news is I'm totally early, early because of when I left work and stuff like that, I was getting to the airport really early. And so after I got some food and I did some other things and I went to the waiting area and got ready to um, actually you know, sit and wait for my flight. And I was looking for a phone charging station. And it's kind of funny because my first thought is, why don't they just make it more convenient and put phone charging stations at every single seat? Because then we all wouldn't have to try to like huddle around the one small areas with our 25,000 pieces of technology. We all know we have the technology. Let's just have a charging station at each seat. But that's not the case at most airports. And so I found this spot where there was a charging station and there was somebody else there charging their phone. And because of the charging stations, it actually meant I sat down, you know, next to this person so that we could both charge our phones at the same time. And, you know, in that moment, it was like, whoa, actually, what a good thing that there wasn't a charging station at every seat because then I wouldn't have formed this connection. And both of our phones need to be charged. And I just turned to him and started up a conversation. And let's ignore the fact of how funny it was that he actually works for T-Mobile and had flown up from one of the Carolinas to um, Philadelphia area to attend a T-Mobile conference. But all throughout the day, the T-Mobile conference had no place to charge his phone. So we'll just kind of talk about how funny that was another time. But the fact is sitting there, neither of us were looking at our phones And we had this just really nice, lovely connection that it was interesting to me how quickly it kind of got to a common place of sort of just how we feel about being in connection with people and how important it is to talk to each other. And, you know, we shared some laughing moments and some funny moments. And then when it was finally time to board the plane, I had gotten on, you know, a few people before this person did. And when he finally said, you know, passed me by. And he turned and he smiled and he wished me a really good flight. And I thought to myself, this whole time I could have just had my head down at my phone. Nothing, you know, ventured nothing gained. Nothing would have been terrible about that. But when I sat with the feeling of what it felt like to have that conversation for 15 minutes with somebody in the airport, to actually have them pass me by and realize, like, Now, for all the people on the airplane, we weren't just anonymous people passing each other by, but there was actually this person I had a connection with on the airplane and that made me smile when he walked past and that it felt good. And I just thought, wow, there's like really beautiful benefit in a world today where we spend so much of our time looking down and away from other people. 
So then, you know, I have this flight, then I have a connecting flight, and I don't land in my destination until what's actually 2.30 in the morning, the time that I left, and about 12.30 at night and the time that I'm arriving, because I was flying out to the Midwest. And, you know, I got there, and something I haven't done in a long time, I actually took a taxi as opposed to an Uber, because I was in a foreign city, and it just seemed like a really good to, thing to do at 12.30 at night. And so I got into the taxi cab, and... It was, you know, the Midwest, it was, or I guess Colorado, I'm not sure what we're going to call that, Mountain West. Um, and taxi driver got out and smiled at me and put my bag in the trunk in a way that I can't imagine people doing in Philadelphia or New York. It just doesn't happen that way, where people kind of greet you in the same way and held the door for me to get in to the back seat. And um, it was just so sweet, and I just stopped and paused to be aware of the kind of connection and just being so grateful for how I w he was sort of welcoming to me to the city. And so we started to have a little bit of a chat, not a lot, but a little bit of a chat on the way in the taxi. And, you know, totally not unusual for this day and age where a taxi driver feels, you know, it's it's hard with Uber and Lyft out there to be making a living and to be getting fares as a taxi driver and things, you know, getting slower and slower. And so we, you know, talked a little bit about that. When it came time to pay, um, I didn't have enough. I had either enough cash to just pay the fare in, in small numbers that, you know, and things like that, or, but I, then I wouldn't have had money for a tip or I could pay on a credit card and then I could tip him there. And he sort of was preferring I could tell that I pay him cash. But I said to him, you know, if I do that, then I can't give you a tip. And I really want to give you a tip. And so he said, okay, whatever. And he pulled out the machine. And, you know, I we put everything in. And I paid. And then it came up with a prompt that said, you know, 10% tip, 15% tip, 20% tip, or whatever it was. And when I put in, um, I think it was the 15% tip. And he looked at it afterwards and he was like, wow, thank you. And I don't know whether in this city or whatever, people don't typically tip taxi drivers or maybe that's gone down a lot because people don't tip Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and things like that. But he just turned to me and he said, you know, that's a really good tip for a taxi driver. And he just smiled at me. So it was this whole travel experience of when I think back about these connections, I got to my hotel really late at night, really exhausted I'm feeling just so happy. I'm feeling just so contented just as a person in the world connected to other people in the world. And none of these are lifelong friendships. It's not the person I spoke to for three hours on the plane or anything like that. But there's the quality of experience. And the things that I experienced is, you know, certainly I've been talking about one is how these encounters made me feel. It wasn't that I was, you know, anything miraculous was happening but boy, did they stir up and create a feeling of connection and warmth and joy from these encounters. And like, isn't that reason alone? Like, do we want more of that in our lives? Is that reason enough to lift up our eyes and think, how could I make more live in-person face-to-face connections? The second thing was I realized, you know, these small, some of these small little things were such a gift to other people. And a friend of mine always had this phrase, like, you never know when you will be the angel for somebody else. And, you know, whether it was helping this family with little kids and traveling with their luggage, the single mother, giving a taxi driver a tip that's better than what he, you know, had been receiving and things like that. Like all of these were small little gifts, like being an angel for somebody else in their world. And 
sometimes we have no idea how impactful things like that could be. But when I saw this taxi driver's face, you know, when he looked at the tip and he looked up at me and he thanked me, like I knew that it made a difference. And I knew that the little conversation that we had was a nice connection for him. And then the third thing, though, I, I think about is just the fact that, like, what are we putting out into the world? In every single moment of every single day, we are putting energy out into the world because we are energy, so we're always emitting energy. And what consciousness do we have about the quality of the energy that we're putting out into the world? If our energy is stressed, we're putting stress energy out in the world. If our energy is cynical, we're putting cynical energy out into the world. If our energy is love-filled, we're putting love out into the world. And what I felt most grateful for and put in my journal last night was how grateful I was for the opportunity to put love and put joy out into the world, to be able to bring it into me and to be able to put it out into the world. So... This is the launch of podcast for April in um, Wonder Your Way to Brilliant this year. And so and my game-changing question or the thing I want to invite you into is where are the po- live connect where are live connections possible for you today? Where are the connections that lie beyond your cell phone or your laptop or your iPad? Where do that they live for you today? And invite you to take on the challenge of lifting up your eyes a little bit more than you might normally do, or in a different space than you might normally, or toward a person that might be different than you normally do, and just see what kind of magic might happen. So as usual, we will be po- this will be posted in the Wonder Your Way to Brilliant Facebook group. Please feel free to share it. Send me a message. I always love to get those. You can send that through the Courage to be Curious website and continue wondering your way to brilliant all throughout your week. And I'll be back again um, next weekend. Bye.